I stormed out of the locker room, letting out a growl of annoyance. My heavy footsteps bounced off the stone walls echoing around me, but not loud enough to drown out the sound of his voice in my mind. The clicking of my heels aggravated my throbbing temples until I thought my head would explode. Come on, Leah, admit it. You want another chance. As if. I walked up the stairs to the training ground's lavish restaurant, where the waitstaff greeted me with a smile I was too angry to return. I craved vodka, but alcohol wasn't permitted, not even after hours. I ordered an orange juice and promised myself a proper drink later. Dealing with such a sleaze every day, I was astounded I didn't have a fully-fledged drinking problem. Radley Rebel McCoy thought being the star of the Westberg Warriors made him a big deal. Maybe to the fans, but to me he was a royal pain in the arse. If I'd known signing a contract with the Warriors would lead to such a high level of stress, I would definitely have had second thoughts about scrawling my name on the dotted line. The restaurant was always full at the end of the day, and the noise of chattering men did nothing to ease my aching head. Instead of going home after five hours of intense soccer training, the players preferred to eat on site. I could only assume the harder they trained, the more energy they needed before getting into their fancy sports cars and driving back to their mansions where their supermodel wives and girlfriends waited to boink their aches away. Easy on the snark, lady. Your small-town mentality is starting to show. Chuckling, in spite of my rage, I propped myself against the sleek black bar, If the room hadn't been so full, I would have rested my flaming cheeks against the cool marble to extinguish my fury. Miss Walker. Oh, boy. I closed my eyes for a second, hoping I'd imagine the sound of his deep, overconfident voice, but I could sense him behind me. Ode a self-importance swirled in the air around me. Mr. McCoy? Can I buy you a drink? There are only two types of people who would offer to buy a drink for a woman they'd only just finished arguing with. Idiots and egomaniacs. Radley McCoy was no idiot. No, thank you. A shiver rippled across my skin. Instead of being repelled by the brush-off, he moved closer, his breath tickling my perfectly straightened hair. My impulse was to drive my elbow into his ribs, but I thought better of it. Too many witnesses. Once the bartender handed me my drink, I turned to face McCoy. I used the term loosely, though. At six feet four, he towered way above me, a mere five feet two inches. Are you still here? I asked, as if I couldn't feel the imprint of his rock-hard abs on my back. I was hoping you'd keep me company, he answered, his ice-blue eyes dancing with amusement. Radley, I only put up with you because I have to. Am I not making myself clear? His lips curved into a grin. I love how you say my name with that cute British accent. Since I moved to America over a year ago, I'd heard that line a lot. It didn't irk me nearly as much coming from other men, though. I stepped around him, making a mental note never to use his first name again. Excuse me. I breezed across the restaurant as coolly as possible, with anger surging through me. To him it was all a bit of a laugh, witty banter to unsettle the new girl. For me, it was a challenge to get through the day without knocking his head off his shoulders. Easy, tiger. 
Will Carter said, spotting the murderous look in my eye as I threw myself down into the chair beside him. Why? I fumed. Of all the soccer stars in the world, why did I get stuck with Radley McCoy? Freya Phillips gave me a knowing smile. There is a reason your job was always available, Leah. Freya sat opposite Will at the table. They were both soccer coaches, and the first people I'd met on the team aside from the manager, Richard Bailey. Freya was pretty much the only reason I'd been able to accept my job. The Warriors had needed me to start immediately, but when I applied for the position in Los Angeles, I lived in Boston. Sleeping on sofas until I found my own place didn't appeal at all, so Richard introduced me to Freya. She needed someone to share the rent on her apartment, and I needed somewhere to live. We connected instantly, chatting like old friends, and we hadn't stopped talking since. What did he do?